Welcome back to SwitchCast Live. I'm your host, Doug Tabbitt, and SwitchCast is the podcast where we seek to educate, edify, and entertain you on the drive of your life. This season, we've been focusing primarily on topics and with guests that help our listeners be smarter buyers and sellers, avoid scams, and make informed decisions from their initial purchase through all aspects of ownership. Tonight, I do have a special guest. He's uh, my friend, Bert Davidson, and he is from Cheddar Auto, uh, which is a online car buying service. Is that correct? Yeah, it's an online car buying service uh, that we started about two and a half years ago inside the Kia dealership uh, with the philosophy that um, most people uh, do not like going to the dealership to get their cars evaluated and purchased. And so, and, and it, it turned out to be pretty popular. We started buying 100, 120 cars a month. And, you know, here we are two and a half years later. We've got a retail business out of it. We started a retail business in February. So it's kind of cool because we can tell people that we only buy uh, vehicles from private parties and sell them. No auction cars, no rental cars. And, uh, you know, we just treat people like you and I and all of us here would want to be treated. And, gotcha. and real laid back. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. Sounds like a commercial. You should sponsor the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing. He's really just putting him on the spot. I like he's it. laughing. Well, you know, it's it's. Anyway. Uh, I, I've given I've I, I've like give the elevator pitch a thousand times because <laughs> Cheddar Auto isn't like intuitive. It's not like well, what's Cheddar Auto, you know. So you have to you have sure. to explain what Cheddar Auto is. So. Sure. Was your company founded in Switzerland? Right. Um, if so, it must have a lot of holes in the business model. <laughs> I love that. There we go. This is gonna be a real cheesy episode, people. <laughs> 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 so Don't worry about was, it. That one was painful. This, this is happening in a week. The jokes will age well. Oh my God. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't fit the mold of a usual podcast host. All right. Anyway, so the astute among you who are watching live will notice that I'm wearing the same shirt that I did last week, or maybe you won't. You don't care. Um, I think our viewership is like 98.3% men, so you won't have noticed I'm wearing the same shirt. But. <laughs> Uh, if you do, and now that you know, it is because this episode is not live. This was actually filmed last week, right before our live episode. Uh, so uh, if you have questions and comments, still feel free to engage. We won't necessarily, well, we definitely won't be able to get to them on air, but I will be in the live stream engaging and uh, doing my best to answer your questions as we go. Uh anything and everything car related, but especially uh, related to this episode. So, uh, Bert, you are founder of Cheddar Auto? Yeah, me and the the gentleman that owned, I worked for a five-store group, uh, and the gentleman that owned the group, we kind of founded the, the the business. He came up with the name. He's like, how about get more cheddar? Like cheese, cheddar, cheese, cash? That sounds pretty stupid, man. <laughs> yeah, let's run with it. <laughs> then we ran it by like our wives. That sounds pretty stupid, too. Yeah, we're, we're hard-headed men. We're just going to run with it. And and we ran with it, and and, and that was the concept. And it, it's just, you know, it's... it's uh, Obviously, it was right place, right time with the pandemic and, and increased, you know, increased car values. But um, sure. it's, you find yourself still having to explain it when you say, hey, it's Cheddar Auto. Like it's not, you know, Carvana, CarMax, Vroom, they all kind of have a brand that's car related. Locally, we've spent enough money advertising. We have a jingle. Um, get more cheddar, cheddar auto. And so like when I was in the Memorial Day parade, people were singing the jingle to me. So so the marketing's worked. I, I get we don't have to explain it too much to people in town, but out of towners, yeah, I have to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Is your primary market within a, a certain radius? Youngstown, the Mahoning Valley, and then we also have a um a satellite uh, location up here in Aurora. Okay. Out of the out of the Ken Ganley Chevy store. So Okay. Now do you physically if somebody uh, so for those of you listening, uh, this is not just a pitch for Cheddar Auto. What, um, what we're kind of establishing is Bert's background and, and what he does buying cars. And um, even though he works for a car dealer, uh, he wants to be here to, to help uh, you guys be smarter buyers right. and sellers, right? So what he's learned in the umpteen years in the car business and through doing this car buying service uh, and, and how to help you maximize the sale price of your car and how to do it, you know, in the most easy and efficient way that benefits you the most. So we're getting there. I'm just uh, laying the background. So this isn't just a, a pitch for a dealership. But um, 
So yeah, g- give us your background. So how long have you been in the car business? And uh... yeah, so so real quick, I grew up on a buy here, pay here lot in Lorain, Ohio. Um, so it's kind of in my blood. Um, graduated from college, and then I've, I've been I've pretty much been at it ever since. A lot of Highline stuff. Uh, worked for a for a pretty well known local dealer here, Bernie, uh, and and then after that, uh, Metro Lexus, ran a Mercedes Benz store for a little bit, and then uh, started doing this about about three years ago. So I've been in it my whole life. Sure. So lifelong car enthusiast. You know, my old man, he was a huge car enthusiast. Um, I mean, when I was eight years old, he was dragging me to the old uh, Auburn Cruise International auction. If you remember sure. that back in Auburn, yeah. I, I just I just looked. I, I have the uh, 1985 um, program from from that year. You know, I was looking at it. It's amazing. You know, cruise, going back that cruise kind of went down a little unceremoniously. Didn't they? They 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 really did, and and I don't know if that auction even exists now. I, I haven't even searched for it in probably five or ten years. I don't I, know if there's I any. I think form they of it. did got 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 bought. <laughs> I think they did get bought out or bailed out. Okay. somehow, but I, I remember the only thing I remember is one of my friends in the car business up in Maine um, was going to sell his. He had created something similar to Cheddar, some sort of online car buying or selling service, and he was going to sell this software through cruise auctions. And I emailed him right around that time and was like, hey, this is what's in the news about them. You should be kind of careful. Yeah. Because uh, they uh, they got in over their heads and, and left some people wanting money and or titles, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's the as we all know, we're in the business. That's the death knell right there when you can't get people their titles. Mr. Attorney General comes knocking and, and, and it all <laughs> six months later. <laughs> yeah. And it all <laughs> falls is apart. It's never it's always too late to right. protect the customers. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. By, it, by the know. time the AG is there, it's everybody has lost their money already. And, and the that's owners right. in. Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, you know, I saw your episode. It was a great episode, by the way, on that truck. Uh, you're the bought from Oregon. You know, oh, yeah. That crazy tale, you know, and, and, and those those things are out there. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Yep. Well, a, a good friend of mine just uh, just went down. Um, same deal. He got behind. He was trying to float the floor plan stuff. He was selling cars and then not paying off the, the consigner's lender. And, you know, just just playing fast and loose with that stuff, trying to trying to keep his cash flow. And it caught up to him in a big way. But by the time it caught up to him, he owed people hundreds of thousands of dollars and he was still without assets. So I mean, the last I checked, uh, the bank was trying to repossess his lifts in his shop. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you got to be real careful. So he actually, that that was uh, Direct Auto Tennessee. And oh, yeah. He, have you heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was big. He was, he, yeah. He networked himself very well. Um, but then after he shut down Direct Auto, he started up another company almost immediately called Workstat 9. And it was like a Porsche specialty shop and was, you know, using the building next door to his other building and some of the same cars, and it was yeah. super sketch. And one of the cars that was on his cover page was owned by somebody else, and they had bought it from him but not gotten the title, and they were in the process of, like, suing him for and the title. And they saw the car on the cover? Well, they, I mean, they knew oh, the whole okay. time that he right, was right, yeah. representing that it was his and all yeah. that. But it was just that the, the balls to continue to represent. Yeah. You know that that he had this stuff. Meanwhile, people are banks are coming for his lifts. You know, it's it's bad. It's a bad situation, and it's it's tough to see happening to a friend too. You know, yeah, like I don't, is, yeah. I don't like dragging anyone through the mud. But when you do those things, yeah. and you hurt people, like it is what it is. It is, yeah. So, yeah. and and you know, how often do I? I got a call a year ago um, that 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 in order to collect a debt, somebody had received three vehicles. One of them was a 69 Z28 uh, Cross Ram McNeish certified. Another one was an LS6 Chevelle bench seat 411 gears. I mean, just, of course, first question out of my mouth was, do you have the titles? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, you know, it's like, you call me on something like that and, hey, you know, let's let's turn this into cat. Do you have the titles? <laughs> 
because that's that's the name of the game. Yeah. Oh, so, well, speaking of titles, I don't know if you've seen this. We haven't. We've been pretty immune from it, but you guys are a, a bigger dealer, so you might. I remember getting some of the emails from the Ohio Independent Auto Dealers Association about different scams that are happening to dealers. And I guess there was a, thousands of titles stolen out of Michigan's offices, and uh, people were basically taking the titles um, assigning them, getting Ohio titles, and then revinning vehicles to match that title, and then walking into dealers trying to trade their car in or sell it. Did you see any of that? Well, so, you know, we probably bought 3,000 cars now, and, and there's only been one instance, and it was recently, and I can't elaborate too much because it's still an ongoing issue, but right. um, I got, I got, we got bid on one. Give us you know. clues. <laughs> it, it, it is... It is really, um, it was really well done. Um, and, you know, the person that we bought it off of was absolutely, completely ignorant to the situation. The person that he bought it off of was, was the person that, you know, committed the bad stuff. And it makes me now very leery when I see, and it actually came out of South, came down South, came out of Florida. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I see a Carfax now and I all of a sudden see a jump, I really, really get the, you know, get the antennas up, but it's, you know, free and clear title. It's, you run the title check at the BMV, you, you use your own intuition from all the years in the business and, you know, one out of 3000 isn't that bad, but, sure. but, but still when it but happens, it, but it if stinks. they're that good and they got you, then they'll probably do it again. Absolutely. Right. Once they figure out a formula. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And, and, and to a consumer that's just trying to buy a car off, you know, um, um, Facebook marketplace or something like that. It's, it's just another reason why, you know, it's, it's a, it's a buy sure. at your own risk environment. Well, so I guess I would say this without telling us what happened. Um, either. Can you say, how did you find out you got right. scammed or how would somebody prevent against this situation? Yeah. I don't think what steps would they take? I don't think, um, it would have been hard to prevent against this situation. The person that bought the car off the bad guy probably should have done more homework. Mm -hmm. Um, he just saw an opportunity to purchase a car. Um, he's got like a business, so he bought it, I think, you know, maybe tax free. And then he, then he flipped it to us. Um, I, uh, wholesaled the car through a, through a very large, auction chain. Um, that auction chain called me about two months later and said, Hey, oh, no, I'm sorry. The, uh, a state highway patrol called me, uh, two months later, which is call. never good. Yeah. Patrolman so-and-so is on the phone. Oh boy. Um, and then it turns out that, that when, when I sold it to the auction and then the auction resold it, and then that, that gentleman that bought it, tried to register it in his, his state, you know, dealership flipped the title that, that, that tripped some wires and sure. You know, okay. So you know. question for you. So there's a, the multiple parties involved now in Ohio, Ohio is a title required state, right? So even for dealers, for those of you not in the car business, that means that if a dealer purchases a car, they have to put the title in their dealer name. And then when they sell it, they have to then place it in the buyer's name, even if they're out of state. This causes a lot of consternation for our out of state buyers because they're just like, oh, well, just sign off the title. And I'm like, I can't, I have to put it in your name here. Right. But other states, dealers can just reassign the title, reassign it, never actually put the title in their name, keep attaching reassignment sheets. You can buy, I put a title in our name today that I think had like three reassignment sheets attached, you know, I've been through like five, six different dealers. So if anything, any lien was going to happen, we have no way of knowing. Right. But the buck stops when you put it in your name in Ohio. So that that's key because you said, okay, down the road after it had gone through the auction, the auction reassigns it, they reassign it, the wholesaler reassigns it. It wasn't until somebody went to title it that it got caught. Did you tit- have to title the car in your name? 100% or? it was titled. Okay. Yeah. So when you title it in your name, whatever was wrong wasn't in the system yet. Never showed up. No. Yeah, never showed up because the ring didn't get busted. I guess because oh. because what happened during this this sixty day lag is is the stolen vehicle ring down in Miami got busted, and of course then the database of the VINs got released. Okay, and 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 then that's what happened. So they didn't know stolen whatever. Okay, man, ugh, crazy. It's crazy it out is. there. It is. Um, I, I mean, even in that, 
there's something to be said, not necessarily just necessarily for selling a car to a buying service like you, but buying a car from a reputable dealer, it doesn't prevent those issues, right? Because you sold the car, but right, yeah. but you would have taken the car back and dealt with the issue. Oh, 100%. There's yeah. a lot of dealers who wouldn't, yeah. but yeah, if you buy a car from a private party, they're going to say, too bad, so sad. Right, <laughs> so, right. Um, anyway, uh, let us get to a commercial, and then we'll be back with... More tales from the road. Alrighty, and SwitchCast is brought to you by BoxCast. BoxCast is a live streaming company based in Cleveland, Ohio, and they serve broadcasters and viewers around the world. Their founders launched BoxCast back in 2013 with one purpose, and that is to make people a part of the experience. If you're looking to live stream your podcast, church service, car show, sporting event, wedding, or even your cannonball attempt, BoxCast is an easy and flexible live streaming platform for organizations. BoxCast is so easy that we're recording this show with a phone. Head on over to switchcars.com forward slash boxcast for your free trial. Alrighty, and it looks like the uh, Corvette curmudgeon has entered the studio. You know, it's raining out. It's a good thing I didn't bring my Corvette tonight. Have you ever brought your Corvette to a podcast? Well, no, because it'd be dark out when I went home, so I don't drive it at night either. But I'm just saying... I mean, you talk it up so much. I'd love it if you could drive it so we could all check it out, maybe before the show, not after, because you'll be... Well, you can come to Tuesday Night Cruise In. I've got it out there with a placard, and you can come see it. The hood will be up. You can check it out. When do you usually leave the cruise in? Like at 5? i got to work. About 6 p.m. Oh, I might be able to squeak in there real quick to, to check yeah. it out. It, st- it starts at 5. I get there at 3.30. Okay, perfect. Yep. Got to get my spot. And you'll right be, up front. like, par- poached up... Or par- poached up, goodness. Like, parked up next to it in a chair? Yep. Ready? All right. Yep. We'll have to, we'll be hanging out outside of the podcast. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, as you can see, we've got a guest here with us tonight. Uh, Bert, this is the Corvette Carmelo. He's not like that last cannonballer guest. That guy was a freaking jerk. <laughs> well, well, I actually have a question for the Corvette Carmudgeon. Um, on your, you know, 15 year old Corvette with 6,000 miles with original tires. Yeah. Um, how come you don't believe in like changing the tires every once in a while? Or you just think that they're just going to. Don't need to. Still got tread forever. on them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they, they, they end up being as hard as this tabletop, but I guess they still have tread on them. Well, I ain't going to drive it fast or nothing. <laughs> That's true. That's I'm true. not going to drive it in the rain. So, yeah, still got tread on. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think you should. You, the you oil work either. at one of them car dealers, right? You just want to sell me a friggin' tire service and then, you know, lube my door locks and upcharge me on all that crap, too. Well, yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, we have to explain this. We have to explain the dangers of driving on, you know, 15 year old dry rotted tires. Well, I, mean, I don't drive like an idiot. <laughs> I believe it. Hey, do you work at a, Are you at a Chevy store? No. Oh, no, good. Okay. I'm rip off friggin' dealers charging over sticker for a C8. I was going to see if you could get me one at the General Motors employee A plan or something like that, because I might be tempted to upgrade. Well, it's about time. There you go. They're out there. They're, you just got to find the right dealer. You got to find the dealer that'll work with you. Nah, it's too much work. Can't stand <laughs> talking to them, them salespeople. Plus, you love your car, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. But I, I might be convinced, you know. What uh, what color would you order your uh, new C8 in? Red. Ain't no Corvette color except red. It's the best color. I think there's maybe a couple more colors. I know somebody that's got a brown one. I think about it, like brown metallic. Was it 1975? <laughs> I mean, that was a good color back then. <laughs> no, it's modern. Looks pretty good. Weird. Well, you'll have to let us know how that works out if you can find somebody else to... Uh, to get you that deal. So thanks for coming out again tonight, Corvette Curmudgeon. We'll uh, see you next week. Thank you for having me, as always. All right, and the Corvette Curmudgeon is brought to you unwittingly by the Corvette Buy Sell Trade Group on Facebook, your source for cranky boomers, overpriced Corvettes, and reinforced stereotypes. There's Ethan's little little chuckle off screen, or off of mic. All right, so... Uh, Tonight with me, if you're just joining us, is Bert Davidson from Cheddar Auto. It is a online car buying service, uh, not entirely dissimilar from, uh, I guess, if you're looking to sell your car from somewhere like Carvana or CarMax or Vroom. So, walk us through uh, the process if somebody was to try to get a bid through Cheddar Auto on their car within your region, sure. anyway, and sure. and and how it happens and i guess why they would 
get a better experience or better dollar or whatever, why is it an advantage sure. to a well, seller? Well, I will say this before I say that we are certified Corvette curmudgeon handlers. So uh, the Mahoning Valley is probably home to more Corvettes per capita than any other uh, area because of the GM workers. So um, it's that, that that's a lot of fun. Thank goodness he had to get out of here and go to bed and didn't hear you. <laughs> it would have been like, um, it, it's 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 simply a website. Get more cheddar. I know what he would say, though. Right. <laughs> well, as long as point. you don't handle my wife. <laughs> You go to the website, getmorecheddar.com, and uh, it'll give you an instant offer, and then and then we'll we'll follow up with you because chances are, believe it or not, most people underrepresent the condition of their vehicle, or sometimes they make mistakes. Um, some of the folks that might not be 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 well versed in the internet, uh, when when it comes time to say what's wrong with your car, they hit all the buttons, which which tells the computer that everything's wrong with it. So sometimes I'll get a car with, you know, every single button, you know, the transmission's broken, the engine's broken, the check engine light on, ABS. So uh, the, the follow-up call is essential because, you know, we can tell you if we think your car might be worth more than, than, than sure. what the computer said. Sure. And then you come in and we look at the car, and if, if, if uh, we agree on a price, you have the title, we'll write you a check, uh, and, and, and that's it. And if you got to pay off, we'll pay off your car. So how do you do it? And I kind of know the answer because you've called me on some of the oddball stuff, but somebody puts in, like, a Roush Mustang, right? Right. Your computer software is not built to handle no. that. They can't get an instant offer. For the, the specialty car sellers among us, which is a big portion of our listener base, Yeah. what what do you do with that stuff? Well, with that stuff, it'll usually return a hundred dollar value. And then we'll call the person and be like, listen, you know, that's just because you got an unusual car and it trips the algorithm. Those all get filtered to me. And then I do some research Man, on you it. You would set the Corvette curmudgeon off with that. Oh yeah. The Corvette. <laughs> well, and it, there's been a few. Yeah. I, I've, I've only had a couple of angry phone calls back on the hundred dollar value. And I think they've all been Corvette curmudgeons <laughs> and <laughs> in typical boomer fashion, it wasn't that they weren't going to, weren't going to give them a value. It's just that they thought that the more things that they hit, the better their value would be. And so, but the worse their value got until it went down to zero because they hit every button saying everything was wrong with the car. But of course they were thinking that everything was good with the car and that's why they were hitting the buttons. Uh, but but in any event, all one that, finger at a time. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On the iPad. <laughs> with Martha, I need my glasses. <laughs> yeah, Say with the font big enough, you can read it from across <laughs> yeah. the room. We will all be there at some point. Right. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> What's life if you can't make fun of it? <laughs> right. Uh, and then they, the, the specialty cars get filtered through me. And then, you know, I have a great network of uh, including you and, and some other people that I can reach out to. And, and, you know, get values. And, and, and that's so important. It's like, you know, somebody like you. I mean, we did one deal together, and I realized, all right, this is a car guy. He's a straight-up dude. Like, like he's going to be my guy from now on. Because you know, you've been in it, too. It, it's, it's all about trust and, you know, being real with people and being able to describe the car right. And, and the people that I call, I all know that I can trust that, you know, if I describe the car right, that they're not going to flake out on me and their money's good and, you know, sure. they're going to they're get me a number. So what a lot of people that we find in, in searching for cars through private parties, they don't want to sell to a dealer. They don't like it for right. any whatever reason. How do you get over that barrier? Well, we our marketing has always been centered around that we're not a dealer, and it's it's no. But you're feeding. I know. A dealer. I know. It's Come crazy. On. But but they don't. The consumer at the point of contact doesn't seem to make the doesn't make the connection because we've purposely marketed uh, like that. Uh, we've made fun of car dealers in our commercials. Um, you know, in the weird kind of sort of Corvette curmudgeon voice where they'd lowball you on a trade. Uh, one of our taglines is no before you go, uh, no before you go to a dealer. Um, and, and then when they come in, it's not the typical dealer experience. We'll tell you what we'll pay for the car. It's usually our best offer up front. I mean, maybe you could twist my arm and get another $500 out of me. But the, and, and it's we've made 
went to great lengths to differentiate ourselves from from the normal dealer. Sure. And 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 it's it's you know it, it's it's worked at least at least from a marketing perspective. Sure. So the advantage say. there is not like nobody's getting <clears throat> retail from you. They're leaving no. money on the table. They're selling right. indirectly to a dealer. Yes, but. Um, it, like CarMax, Carvana, whatever, it's a straightforward process. You're essentially right. you're going with the trend and maybe a little bit of ahead of it in, from a dealer perspective of, in my opinion, where the car market is going. It's right. going to digital. It's going to straightforward, you know, kind of not necessarily one price, but it's going away from the old business model of, hey, what time can you come in for an appointment? Right. I'm not going to give you a price over the phone. I'm not going to do anything. Just come in so I can close you. Right. Versus, and a lot of the bigger dealers want to dig in their heels and stick with that model because that's how they make money. Right. They want to gross everybody for as much as they can yeah. instead of going for volume and, and long-term relationships. So 100%. you're just getting ahead of the curve yeah and 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 i love talking to people and educating people i mean when i go out especially on on some of the stuff that isn't like a commodity car like a 2020 equinox like i had an 04 bmw z4 the other day with forty five thousand miles uh the big six uh with a check engine light i scanned it i figured out what it was and i went out to him and i said listen i'm not going to be the best i'm not going to be the highest guy i'm just not i think you can probably get seventy five hundred dollars on facebook marketplace for it have you tried facebook marketplace yeah, that's why I'm here. I don't want to mess with it. Okay, well, then this is what I'll give you. And, and, and the more you educate consumers and tell them, you know, here's your option. This is what I think you can get for it on Facebook Marketplace. This is what I'll pay you. This is what a dealer is going to pay you. The more they open up to you, and you know, the more they're willing to do business, you know, yeah. especially when you go out there with the attitude of is, listen, I am telling you right now, your best bet is to try Facebook Marketplace for a little bit. You know, give it a try. See what you think. You know, and, and, and it's just amazing, you know, how people open up. I, I, I just, I, we go to great lengths to train our buyers just to stay away from that whole dealer jive and what are you looking to get out of it, Doug? You know, it's like, no, no, I'm going to tell you what it's worth. I'm the expert. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I found that too. So we always give our customers an option of either consignment or selling it and everybody wants something different. Some people want ease of process and they'll give up money for that. Some people want um, the most money possible and they'll be willing to endure some time and or pain to do that. Right. Um, so, you know, kind of one of three outcomes happens. One, they say, great, yeah, I could get five grand more if you can sign it, but I just want a check today. What will you write me a check for? Right. And telling them that I agree that it's worth more helps. 100%. Or two, they're like, no, I want to consign it, let you, you know, take as long as you need to sell it. Or three, you suck. I'm going to sell my car on my own because I don't need you. I mean, essentially, that's, right. that's right. the three outcomes. But you're right, it, you know. Informing and educating the consumer is is helpful, um, and again, that's that's why we have the podcast. So, right. Um, so, if somebody wants to get the most money out of their car, let's say from a service like yours, right? So they're not going to fully service it. They're, they're not going to detail it, right? You don't need to no. retail prep your car, but if you're going to a dealer to trade your car in or to CarMax, Carvana, or buying service like yours. How do they maximize their dollar? Well, I, I think the first thing is is it needs to be relatively clean, but like you say, they don't need to clean it up too much. Sure. Um, you know, you know, if you're living out of your car, move first. Right. <laughs> Hundred percent, and yeah. then trade it in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get rid of the ashtray in the center console and that kind of stuff, uh, but don't overpolish it because when I see a car that I got to put my sunglasses on to look at, now I'm looking for paintwork. Okay, you know, it's it's almost like the opposite. Um, you know, if there's any cheap, silly problems, if you do have paintwork. Go to the dealer at night, <laughs> right? Or a rainy day rainy like day, tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, How to cheat um, the dealer? We've all bought cars on rainy days that we've looked at Ferrari them on sunny days. Ferrari Spider and oh. regretted. <laughs> I drove it down from Detroit. It was dirty, and then I washed it, and I'm like, big scratch down the side. Yeah. Oh, and and nothing gets you more familiar with a car than washing it for the first time too. Yep. It's it's. Um, but so sorry. I, no, no. It's, <laughs> rabbit it's trail we there. all have those stories. Um, you know, fix any cheap problems with the car, TPMS lights, because that's a deduction. Like if you could put air in the tire, because if I see a TPMS light, it's going to be a deduction because it might be put air in the tire. It might be it needs a sensor. It might be some crazy rabbit hole where the EC, you know, uh, and not to get off track. But uh, I remember when I was 
doing Highline for Bernie Moreno, the the first uh, uh, the first Volkswagen. Um, why, why can't I think of the the Volkswagen SUVs that were the Porsche Cayenne cousins? Why can't oh I yeah, it was the um, was it the Touareg? I own Touareg. It, I can't even remember. Yeah, yes. Touareg. So the Touaregs, when you when you popped a TPMS sensor, it, they needed a whole module. Um, it was super expensive. So and bringing it back, like if it's something like a TPMS that you could fix or, you know, maybe your change engine oil soon light, something cheap that you could fix that that isn't going to cause a deduction uh, when I see it, then I would recommend to fix it. Um, I also would advise against don't don't clear all the codes because we all have scanners that can see that you <laughs> cleared the codes. So when you roll in in your 14, you know, diesel dually, you know, with with no codes, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to scan it and see that you cleared 175 misfire codes. So don't do that. And 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 then I'd say the other thing, too, is, is if you're doing research on what you want for your car, just keep in mind that if you go on Auto Trader and see what dealers are, quote, unquote, asking for the car, that doesn't mean what the transaction price is. Sure. You know, and, and the and the less commoditized a car is, the more random the prices will be along the scatter plot. And so so really focus on, you know, some of the cheaper price cars and and take a look at, you know, maybe some data, some Kelly Blue Book and stuff like that to see what might be a transaction price versus, you know, what the dealer's asking for it. Yeah. And, and I'd say those are, you know, those, those are my main tips. Um, you know, and the main thing is, is just just be 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 up front and, you know, be honest and, you know, we'll we'll do the rest. Yeah. OK, good. Good. That seems like a great place to break for commercial. And then we're going to come back with a Carvana update. Ooh, so excited. All right. SwitchCast is also brought to you by Celebrity Machines. Celebrity Machines offers more than 250 different screen-accurate license plates as they've appeared in movies and TV shows, such as Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, The Fast and the Furious, Breaking Bad, and so many more. Celebrity Machines also makes our dealer insert plates, as well as our commemorative 2539 plates from the fastest cannonball run ever. Visit CelebrityMachines.com for more info and use promo code SWITCHCAST to save 25.39% at checkout. Cool. Let's uh, let's do the wall of shame. Ooh, already. Yes. So, uh, Bert, the wall of shame is something you would love uh, because, you know, your dealer and Cheddar, everybody can leave you reviews online, but oh, you yeah. can't leave reviews back no. for customers. So this is our chance to make fun of customers who say or do ridiculous things so this comes to us it is a google review for a dealer but i think the guy kind of self-owns himself here (laughs) it does a little bit uh crooked liars that manipulated one sale to me revenge will be mine dirt bags Uh, and that is dirt spelled kind of like your name, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> and With it actually U. it auto corrected because it was when I copy and paste it, it was manipulated. Mali- oh, was it really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Yeah. Some people. Revenge will be mine. Yeah, that was wow. kind of dra- like, you. You kind of just not sounding. bought the car. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to get revenge? All right. So Carvana, since you're kind of. You know, a local Carvana, right? You have an online car yeah. buying service, instant uh, instant offers. Um, uh, over the couple of years of the podcast, we've been making fun of Carvana. Not making fun of them, just trying to predict their demise because right. it seems inevitable. Well, um, for those of you paying attention, Carvana's stock is up like 80% this year, right? So you might say that I am wrong. Because they were $4, and now they are they went up to like 50-some. They're back to 40s, whatever. Um, however, I'm going to say that I'm not entirely wrong. The reason their stock jumped is because they reached a deal with lenders to restructure $5.2 billion in long-term debt and to reduce their overall debt by $1.2 billion. So in my mind, that is a voluntary bankruptcy because that's what bankruptcy does, at least the chapter... 11, I think it is. I forget which chapter does which. But bankruptcy restructures your liabilities. So they did that. And I was calling that they were going to go bankrupt. Okay, well, it wasn't a, you know, official filing, but they got their lenders to restructure. So uh, second point, their losses are way down 
um, but they're still losing money. So uh, second quarter last year, they lost $439 million. This year, they lost $105 million second quarter. And an interesting point is their EBITDA is positive, which is earnings before interest, uh, depreciation, taxes, and amortization. Um, so they'll say, oh, our earnings report is we made $100 million. But the key is the I in that, right? Earnings before interest. They have nine-something total million in liabilities, $6.5 in long-term debt. Like, you can't make money with that big of an I in your EBITDA. <laughs> I also can't believe that a dealer... Uh, it is essentially a network of dealerships has debt in the billions with a B. That is staggering. Yeah. It, it, it Especially is. Especially when they are publicly traded. So in theory, you could have paid off a lot of that debt with an IPO. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think, you know, I so I was about four weeks ago, I was at uh, the Cars.com headquarters in Chicago speaking about buying centers. And and we were talking, the subject on a Carvana. People way smarter than me were telling me that, you know, we were talking about the debt, and it is unsustainable. They have, they, they think they have it figured out in terms of acquisition, in terms of buying cars, where they're, they're kind of targeting only certain cars that, that they know they can sell well. They're not doing like they did two years ago, which is putting stupid money on every car. Mm -hmm. and, and the other advantage that Carvana has, and, and whether or not they'll be able to, to, to grab enough market share and sell enough cars to outrun their debt is, is the you know, is the main thing. It's like they're running, they're running down the woods and the guy, the guy behind him with the chainsaw is the dead and he's chasing them. Yeah. You know, are they, is he going to get away or is he going to get, get, get mauled? Because they do have one advantage is, is they really are the, they act like the largest buy here, pay here in the world because they have <laughs> their own bank. Yeah. And so they can charge, they're not bound by what, what, what the book value, what we dealers go by when we want to finance a car, right? We have a book value. It's so much. You can only go up so, so be Beyond that. So you're saying they're the largest seller of Nissan Altimas in the world? <laughs> <laughs> they can buy a Nissan Altima and sell it for 25 grand so or whatever. You, so you make a, a, an interesting <clears throat> point, and I want to jump in here. Um, you talked about their strategy now versus before. Before, they were just buying everything, trying their growth at all costs, essentially. Right. Now that they've targeted, okay, they bunch of layoffs, decreased their operating costs on an ongoing basis, and they're targeting you know what they know how to do in theory and the the third point on my list was that uh, 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 goes along the lines of what you're saying is that their gross profit per unit for the second quarter of 2023 was $6,500 mm. and they're selling yeah. like $20,000 cars right I mean that's a heck of a gross margin it is, yeah. like you would be really happy with oh that average god. wouldn't you yeah. oh my god yeah i'd be thrilled yeah right yeah so i would be too like if i sell a hundred thousand dollar car i'm making 6500 if i make yeah. 6500 a twenty five thousand dollar car i'm jumping up oh, and down yeah. yeah you know so they're they're getting the gross margins right but they're still losing money yes their administrative costs and their debt is is insane and and the biggest issue is that there's they've got six and a half billion in long-term debt which they just moved right they didn't they didn't get rid of it they didn't pay it down they just moved it and i, I wrote this piece for a blog um, about how to get out of a car payment you can't afford and i said the best way is to sell the car because that's the only way right like yeah. trading it into a dealer is just moving and prolonging the debt right Right. They're just going to put you in a longer payment, whatever, stretch it out and say, oh, OK, well, you got three years left on this unsustainable car payment. No problem. We'll put you into this Nissan Altima, lowers your payment. But, you know, it's eight years. And Carvana essentially has a car payment they can't afford. And they just rolled their negative equity into <laughs> a lower a payment point. with a longer term. That's a great point. Like, yep. Yep. Didn't do anything. They yep. still have that debt. Yeah. Yeah. And and what happens when because their strategy now, because I see it because I'm at the auction and, you know, what they'll do is they'll they'll target this 2016 or 2017 car and pay an outrageous amount of money for it, you know, knowing that a, the average dealer can't because they're bound by what the car's worth on paper and then turn around and sell it for an outrageous amount of money to the consumer. And then their bank finances the deal. 
those chickens are going to come home to roost on the on the financing side too. And they are coming home to roost. Yeah, and 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 you know when the guy wakes up one day and realized he paid you know thirty eight thousand dollars for a twenty sixteen you know Jeep Wrangler, and and he decides three years in that he doesn't want to make the payments anymore and he just stops. And right. and, and I think that's going to be a problem. I, I I agree with you. I always thought Carvana was never going to be around, never going to be like this long term player that we're going to have like CarMax, who truly CarMax is a truly excellent in their analytics and 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 what they do and how they do it in their processes. And I don't think Carvana is anything like that. Right. Yeah. No, I I don't like to see anyone fail. No. But no. if if you do things that <laughs> bring failure, then I want I want the process to work. Right. Right. I, I don't like it when people who do make moves like this get away with it. Because, you know, it's not success. And it eventually, you know, ultimately costs everybody else money. Yeah, um, and it costs people, friends of ours and people we know, jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. Ultimately is what the loss yeah. is. Yeah. Well, and, and even not just that, they're contributing to the run-up in value on cars because they're, you know, they're, they're not trading in actual dollars. They're trading in, in phantom money because they're financing yeah. their own overpriced cars to kick the can down the road. Correct. And they're buying it with loans yeah. payable sometime in the future. And if they end up not being able to pay those loans, somehow we as taxpayers will foot the bill. Oh, yeah. And the shareholders, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So um, and the banks who gave them the loans, they'll pass those costs on to, to their customers in, in fees and interest and whatever. So we all foot the bill. And that, that's where I wish they just go away. Yeah. yeah. You and me both. <laughs> well, and they're competition for you. Although I will say, I don't know how much of this you've seen, like how much, you know, you cross into their specialty, but you know, 2021, 2022, a little bit, we're constantly getting beat by Carvana and we couldn't buy cars because, well, Carvana will give me this. Okay, fine. Good. Go. Right now. I mean, we haven't heard we haven't had to compete with a Carvana offer in a year and a half. How, how much are you seeing? It's definitely calmed down, um, you know, and, and you kind of know what they target. Like if somebody walks in with a late model Toyota hybrid or a late model Honda hybrid, I'm always going to lose to Carvana. And, and that's fine. Um, so now that they've only targeted certain segments, um, it's 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 a little bit easier now. I don't I don't lose deals like that. And and the power of, of a person is is powerful. At least with us, at least where I'm at in the Mahoning Valley, it's a little less progressive, a little bit of an older clientele. And so I can always tell people, you know, we're real people with real checks. You know, we're not. And and you can do the same thing. You know, we all we all do the same thing. You know, we're real people. You know, they haven't looked at the car yet. You know, do you know what the process is like? I haven't I haven't sold the car. I, I wanted to buy a junker and sell it to Carvana, but I never got around to it. Have you have you have you done that? Uh, no, they made an offer. I had a <coughs> Volkswagen Tourer um, a, a number of years ago. I think it was 2019. And I just put it up for sale. Private party, which as a car dealer, honestly, selling a car private party is the most painful thing on earth. Like half the time I end up just trading my car into a dealer because I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah. You know, so when people come to me and they're like, well, you're two grand less than I can get private party. I'm going to sell it on my own. I'm like, Good luck. Right. You know, I, it's not worth the pain to me, but, um, anyway, they, um, they inquired about it and, you know, made kind of said like they were a private party and then, said you know hey we'll give you x amount and i was like okay great come get it and they're like oh well you need to you know follow this link and put in all your information and fill out this form and then bring the car in i'm like ah no i'm like i you have all the information it was just a buyer for carvon and it was kind of a bait and switch and i'm like i'm not i'm not going through all yeah. that like if you want to pay the offer that you said great but yeah not jumping through all these hoops to then have you offer me two grand less when I get there. Right. So yeah, it's, that was my only experience with them, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, there are certain people that are, that are 
you know, inclined to want to jump through all those hoops to, to get that last hundred dollar. And, and that's what Carvana does, especially around the big cities and stuff like that. Um, and, and again, I'll, I'll blame my, my dealer friend, my dealer friends don't make it easy. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're Doug Tabbitt living in Chicago and you've got a year old Honda and you just got transferred to Belgium and you don't need your car, if you call the local Honda dealer in Chicago and I don't know them, maybe they're, they're wonderful and they're not like this, but chances are the guy's going to be like, when can you come down so we can take a look at it? Yeah. Well, well, sir, it's got three thousand. It's Check. got it's it's got three thousand miles on it. Like like I just bought it six. Yeah, but we need to see it. You know, eh, you know, and, and then you call sure. Carvana and they're like, yeah, we'll give you this. Yeah, yep. I mean, I, I I'm all about seeing cars too, but um, I'll, I'll at least give people a preliminary number. Right, you know, yeah. subject to my inspection. Like, okay, yeah. here's what your friend. So you referred a, a guy with a 2017 911. <clears throat> And he called me, and he was great because he just said, hey, this is what the Porsche dealer gave me, and I need to beat that by a little bit, and I'll be happy. I was like, okay, fine. We're in the we're in the ballpark. And I said, here's what I'll give you based on what I know, but I need to see it. So bring it in, and if everything's what you said it is, that'll be the number on the check. And if it's yeah. not, then we'll have a different conversation, but that's not my fault. That's your fault. So Right. And that goes back, again, back to selling your car, right? You know, you might if you have something you don't want to tell somebody, you might be able to hoodwink them. But it's highly unlikely. And the best thing to do is just to get it out in the open up front because, you know, you're wasting everybody's time, including your own, if you try to do the opposite. And more than likely, just because of the the pain of of the you know, if you tell me a car needs new tires and or or has a minor carfax or something i'll be like oh okay i'll take like 1500 bucks off but if you don't tell me and you come in and then i find out i'll probably take more money (laughs) off because i'm like well you didn't tell me what else aren't you telling me right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah no get it all out in the open and so i have off topic i have a i have a porsche question for you okay i consider you the porsche expert so a, a friend of mine is going is ordering a 911 gts and he put the order in yeah and he asked everybody for their opinion. year and a half out right he is yeah yeah and he asked everybody for their opinion because he sprang for a fifteen thousand dollar manufacturer Blue leather, similar to that Z3 you got there. Porsche exclusive manufacturer. Yeah. And he's like, am I ever going to get my money out of that if I go to resell it? That's a stupid... Sorry. (laughs) I hope your friend isn't listening. (laughs) Porsche owners are Corvette curmudgeons with a lot of money. (laughs) I swear, he didn't... When I hear questions like that, and I, I laugh because I hear it all the time from my customers. What color should I get that will be good for resale? And I'm like, what color do you like? Right? Like, you're selling it to the guy in the mirror. What color does that guy want? And they can't make their own decisions. Like, I, I <laughs> getting way off topic here. I had a, a, a slam on YouTube this week. Somebody made a comment about me that said, I feel like this guy is just third party cool. He, he'll talk to other people about what's cool and then tell you. Uh, and I'm like, no, Porsche paint to sample people are third party cool because they can't make their own decisions about it. It's all like what other people think. Yeah, yeah. So like I get it. Nobody wants to lose their shirt on a car, but order the Porsche exclusive blue leather because you like it. Right. Like, right. Yeah, it'll it will help on resale. Yeah, it will. You'll never get your full dollar back. You're going to spend 15 grand sure, on the yeah. option and get five back. Yeah. But, you know, and it's it's cool. But man, if you're getting it just for resale or just to brag to other Porsche people that you got it, like that's getting into the Corvette curmudgeon stuff. My car is yep. one of one because right. I got the different color leather and wheels right. and yep. Yep. yada yada. Yep, so. and, and and that's and it's similar to kind of what I said. Listen, I said you'll get some money out of it, but if you like it and it, you know, it it, it really, I mean, obviously you're doing a cool thing. You're you're fulfilling a lifelong dream here. You're ordering a, a 911 yeah. GTS, so yep. you know, you're probably and and he's a younger guy, no wife, no kids yet, and and I said, you know, you're probably doing something here that you're never going to get to do again. 
So, yeah. so get what you want. So when you get that car, you get that awesome feeling. Like yep. I said, and, and, you know, he's like, I plan on keeping it forever. I said, well, I hope you do. I said, because look at the guys that kept the, the last of the air cooled forever. You know, they have them now and they're, they're even cooler than they were before. So, yep. you know, I mean, Porsches, you know, my, my dad, I, I didn't get the Porsche bug as bad as my dad did. My dad had a, had a, had a 69, S twin plug. Uh, it was a death. Well, it wasn't a death trap, but you know what I mean. It was 2,200 pounds with 300 sure. horsepower out the ass. And, and he, he, he sold it before I was ever able to drive because he knew yep. where I ended up with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I had one. I had, a, I had a 73 911E that was, you know, you could run faster than the thing. It was baby poop brown with crack paint that I bought for five grand, and I thought I was the coolest guy in the world. That sounds amazing. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Now. Yeah, no, it's like 60 grand now. Back, yeah, then, back in 1994, it was what, a, five just, grand? A, just a used car. But, um, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, a 911 is a cool thing, man. So just, just buy it and, and enjoy it. Yeah. All right. So we're nearing the end here, but uh, we have one more segment, the shrewd negotiator, but we want to uh, get to a commercial before that. Yes, so SwitchCast is brought to you by Nuts for Sticks. Nuts for Sticks is a brand celebrating the manual transmission in all of its forms. Forget those flappy paddles because we like shifting ourselves. Check out our fun and fun funny stick-themed shirts at NutsForSticks.com and save 10% on your order using the discount code SWITCHCAST. That is NutsForSticks.com and code SWITCHCAST. So I figure you'll like the shrewd negotiator. So this is like one step removed from the wall of shame. This is somebody trying to sell their car and using questionable tactics in order to, oh. in their mind, shrewdly negotiate. So I, I want it. your feedback on this one. This was a, a Facebook Marketplace ad. Take it away, Tyler. All right. Today we have a 2015 Chevrolet Corvette. Great condition. Well-maintained. Car has a full body wrap. Original color is white. I have a loan on it, and I want to sell it for $58,000 because that's what I owe on it. Never sold anything as a private seller before. I just hate selling to dealerships. They are absolutely garbage offers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there yeah. is a response from the seller well, in the comment. Wait, wait, We're going to wait for that? Okay. Oh, so my response? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it just because what you owe on it isn't what it's worth. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry you owe $58,000 on a $30,000 car, maybe, you know, depending on what trim it is. So, I mean, I, I, I feel for him there. Um, but, I mean, that's like... I mean, he's, he's never going to sell it, you know. And, and if, you're, if you're the first guy to tell him that, he's going to hate you. See, that's, that's, that's always the, the worst thing, right? Like, like if, 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 if I'm your first stop and, and that's what I'm up against. Right. I, 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 you must be one of those dealerships that gave him absolutely garbage offers. Right. I, 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 had, a guy, I had a guy come in with the worst C5 I've ever seen in my life. I just it would take too long to go into detail, and and I managed to not give him an offer, and he still leave like okay, and and it was like the greatest accomplishment of my life because I knew if I was going to give this guy an offer, he was going to hit me because the whole time we were driving the car, he told me every part he's ever replaced on the car, and and everything he's put on it, and and you know I could tell he had some pride in this car, and, and that's what being a car enthusiast is all about. I don't care what you have if you have you know. Fixing up, it's 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 all great, but I just didn't have the heart to tell him it was a twenty five hundred dollar car. Well, and that that's tough, right? So everybody, every car guy and dealer can appreciate a guy who's a car guy, even right. if their car sucks, right? right? Yeah. Our we do not live or exist or get pleasure out of well, a little bit of pleasure out of making fun of sure. people yeah. and their cars. But when you either go to a car show or go to a dealership or put your car up for sale, you are asking for it to be judged. You're putting it out there a and great saying, point. what do you think of this? That's a great I've point. had a lot of people get offended yeah. because I picked their car apart when they brought it to me to sell. And I go, if, you, if this is your pride and joy and you're ticked at me for finding faults, don't bring it to me right. to sell. That's a great point. Because that, that opens the door. Right. So he responded to this. I thought this was funny. Um, he responded to somebody and said, I'm just trying to get rid of it to invest my money elsewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, what money? Right. <laughs> it's the bank's money. You owe all of it. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a that's a take. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe the payments that he's not making anymore, but good luck to him. <laughs> good luck to you, sir. I also want to know what the rap, what the co- what's the color of the wrap? Is it like, it's got to be hopefully something interesting. Uh, I don't remember, but that's never a good way. I, that's another trick. If you're selling your car, if you have a wrap, take it off because people will always devalue because they're like, what is underneath? If they don't know the condition of the paint, hundred percent, they devalue it for the risk of it being terrible right. and just the cost of removing the wrap. Or so if, if you're trying to sell to... a wrapped car, unwrap it first, right. period. Right. To a dealer, to a private individual, anything. We bought a car that had such a bad wrap on it. I was, it was, it was, the, it was uh, the next day. I was looking through the our listings, and I called my sales manager and yelled at him for taking a picture of a car that was dirty. He's like, "Bro, that's the wrap." I'm like, <laughs> I'll show the, I'll show you the picture uh, offline. It's like, ooh, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, uh, it is that time for the props and the flops. Which are brought to you by Switch Cars. Switch Cars is the enthusiast's dealership where we buy, sell, consign, service, and store only cars that we like ourselves. Check out our handpicked inventory at switchcars.com. And our pick of the week this week from Switch Cars Inventory is... Bert, what was your favorite? You know, I mean, you have so many awesome, beautiful Porsches here, but oh, I, I, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not the Porsche genius. I like that 87 BMW 325 stick. You know, that, that back then, I was, I was nine, year, nine, 10 years old. That was, the, that was the sport utility of the day because you could carry the kids around in it. You could drop the top and cruise, and then you could tackle the hilly road and have some fun. So, I mean, to me, those cars are cool. They'll always be cool. They put BMW on the map. It's it's just a super cool car. It's it's it, I, and it's going to be just as fun to drive now as it was forty years so ago. I think that was our pick of the week last week. So oh, you know no. it's you know it's a good one. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's yeah. a good one. We've never had a repeat, but that just shows you that uh, this is not all scripted. I tell you, I've been giving it bedroom eyes this entire time. I can just see the <laughs> rear end of it. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> Oh, so cool. man. So our flop of the week is a tip from Jason Adkins. Thank you, Jason. Nissan has decided to give up on CVTs, which oh, I, I just should have brought a party popper. For oh, that. My gosh. I, I think they're tired of CVTs giving up on them. Right. <laughs> that was scripted. <laughs> That's all you need to know about the article. Nissan is no longer going to produce CVTs. Uh, Big Ultima Energy page will <laughs> be less energetic. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, our prop of the week comes to you from Bangor, Maine Police Department Facebook page and Tim Cotton, who was a guest on our podcast last summer. You should really go and check that out. It was one of our least viewed but best interviews ever, I think. Um, stinking YouTube algorithms. You never know. Um, but he is he's a, a retired detective and uh, incredible writer. Just has a way with words, although his punctuation is questionable, and he will admit that too. But he wrote a piece on left lane hogs, which I very much agreed with, and I don't think I could say it better myself. So here it goes. The left lane, passing lane on the interstate and main turnpike is for the faster cars, cars that are passing. Think of it like a short-term rental rather than your final dream home. Don't plant a garden there. Maybe pretend you are a seasonal hanging basket of geraniums, soon to be moved from the covered porch when necessary. I really should be reading this in a main accent to do it justice. Pass the slower cars, then move back to your right to be in the travel lane. This isn't Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, some people are speeding in that lane, but it's not your job to slow them down. Move to the right and let those faster vehicles pass. Don't be mad. Think of your job as more of a facilitator to other people's successful arrival at their destination. Stay to the right until you get behind someone who drives like your Aunt Barbara. Then signal and move out to the left to pass, returning to the travel lane after that pass. Believe it or not, slower cars can cause car accidents by impeding the flow, bottling up the traffic, and sometimes bad things happen. The speeders will be caught. Maybe not today, maybe not this year. Actually, maybe they won't be caught. We don't know. It's also the law, so there's that. Anyway, thank you, Tim, for your wonderful writing and sense of humor. Uh, I just uh, 
I appreciated that very much. So uh, took all the, I think, the anger and the animosity out of the typical battle between speeders and left lane hogs. But uh, anyway, so uh, uh, Bert, any final closing words, any zingers before we wrap up here? <laughs> no, you know, it's uh, it, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it's 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 you come to work every day and, and that's the fun of the car business. You never know what you're going to encounter. Every day is a new day. So Heck yeah. appreciate you guys having me on. Well, if you're looking to sell your non-specialty car or not a Toyota RAV4 or Highlander, <laughs> check and you're in the you know, general Ohio, Pennsylvania area, check out CheddarAuto.com. And uh, that is the website, right? Uh, GetMoreCheddar.com. GetMoreCheddar.com. All right. Uh, if you're in Maine, it's getmorecheta.com. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyway, with that, th- thank you. Uh, thank you to Bert for being on. Thank you to our sponsors, BoxCast, Nuts for Sticks, Switch Cars, Celebrity Machines, Parallel Printworks, and Stephen Holm Woodworking. Thank you to our producer, Ethan Huffnagel, and our Ed McMahon, Tyler Sanders. Our bumper music is provided by Emily and Ivory. You can stream the full album on Spotify or SoundCloud. This episode will be available next Monday in auto audio format wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out uh, all the places to listen on switchcast.live as well as catch up on old episodes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week at 8 p.m. as we look forward to edifying, educating, and entertaining you on the drive of your life. <laughs>